Viene a la catedral ahí. En acá no, allá. Y es la pelanca, la pelanca, la pelanca. Y hay pelanca, venga, venga la pelanca. And then with that, welcome to Palanga in La Sala once again. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jacob Okobo, DJ Pozole. I'm here with some of my favorite people. And we're going to do another show and uh, bring some incredible stories, some incredible music. And uh, let's go around and introduce ourselves real quick. So you know That's right. Palanga. To, to my right. What's up everybody, Federico here, DJ Papicultor. Alright, keeping it moving. Smokestack right here. I got my vegetarian bowl of pelanga. Do they make that, Fede? I don't know. But I'm here. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and this is Maylee here, aka DJ China Tu Madre. There we go. Yes, we got some special guests in the house. It's a beautiful, beautiful convergence right about now. We got Daniel French, Bardo, Martinez in the place to be. Um, in the Bay Area for different reasons. Man, what a, what a beautiful moment. Um, got uh, Bardo blessing us on 41st Street with his family. He got a beautiful little baby with him. Yemaya. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, yeah, we just uh, going to take this opportunity to checking with folks see what they're up to what brings them to town what uh, music they're bringing along with them and uh yeah so daniel what's up man say what's up to the folks out there what up what up what up what up here in the bay here in the yay keeping it real uh yeah i'm i'm here i'm, I'm blessed uh, always to be with the pelanga crew uh repping las cafeteras we got bardo here from chicano batman yeah. and uh you know this is like the la meets the bay this is that statewide solidarity you know, coming through on the airwaves, so we're blessed to be here, my man. Uh, so, well, I'm curious, like, uh, you know, what's going on in Pelanga today? Like, what do y'all got? What, what, what are we trying to get into? I kind of want to hear from Bardo first, though. What's up, Bardo? Yo, just real quick, you know, just right with my family. Got my, got my wifey, Laura. Got my baby, Yemaya. We're just chilling, you know. Just got married a few weeks ago. Just uh, heading up north, you know, trying to check out, trying to check out all them states. You know, hit up Oregon, you know, got our dose of camping, you know, had my baby and my yeah, calling out the calling out the ancient trees. You know what I'm saying? Just just, you know, trying to get rooted, trying to feel right. And uh, with that, you know, in that process, I got all my all my people right here trying to get rooted. You know what I'm saying? Coming through from uh, El Pacifico. And I'll tell you more about that. So, yeah, um, Papi Cultor and I were just spending the last month or so in Colombia. And one of the things that we had the pleasure of doing was going to the Festival Petronio Alvarez. It's really, it's really coming back home. So I think we've mentioned here before that actually the Pelanga started at the Petronio Alvarez Festival in eight years ago, something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, we went there. Just one of the, I think it was the most incredible musical festival that I've ever been to. It was the first time we had seen fifteen thousand people packed into a bullfighting arena, all partying to the sounds of a marimba. 
I mean, back then, the alcohol was all homebrew being passed around in canister, gas canisters. Everybody was just passing it. And, and the music comes on, and people in these huge swaths from each of the region will start dancing together. You know, you've got like 100, 150, 200 people that all just like pick up the move that everybody's doing around them, and they'll all like dance in these clusters with their handkerchiefs in the air. Yeah, it's pretty so yeah, similar. we got some stories. We'll we'll share some stories. We'll we'll be playing some music, uh, showing a little bit about what that was all about. But uh, but it looks like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and it's 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 uh it's incredible because they were saying that actually this is now the biggest music festival in, in Latin America. There are two hundred thousand people there, just insane, insane. Yeah, so it went up um, over an, an order of magnitude. Like we went from fifteen thousand in two thousand eight to two hundred thousand. But yeah, so we got to kind of go to these massive festivals and also share music really intimately with uh, with some really special people. So we'll we'll be playing a a little bit of that stuff. But uh, but it looks like Pozole wants to get us started here with something special. So what you got? So just to get us, you know, just to get us started in the mood for um, some stories from Colombia, I just pulled out this record, one of my favorites, Alejandro Duran. Um, and this is just one of the yeah, one of the greats, one of the greats. So let me just uh, put this song on. Here we go. El Abracido. Acordate y acordate vida mía, que en este sitio me dejaste llorando. Acordate y acordate vida mía, que en este sitio me dejaste llorando. Tiene que, tiene que llegar el día y que tú sepas que me estoy acabando. Tiene que, tiene que llegar el día y que tú sepas que me estoy acabando. Tiene que, tiene que llegar 
Alejo Duran, man. One of one of my heroes. Thank you for that, Jacob. And it's uh, it's always such a such a pleasure to hear this man. He's one of the most incredible vallenato singers from uh, rural, rural, rural Colombia. And I'm actually always really excited to see how much California is into him because I, I think even California appreciates Alejo Duran more than a lot of Colombia does. Uh, actually, maybe you guys can talk a little bit about some of that uh, vallenato scene in, in LA, especially, and, and uh, all the stuff that goes down there. Uh, and uh, Bardo, maybe you can tell us a little bit about uh, all the kind of uh, research that you've done on Landero and all, all these all these amazing cats. Well, yeah, you know, I was always inspired by Very Be Careful. You know, they started playing Vallenato in L.A. They're pretty much the first ones who did that. Um, you know, me and the homies in Norwalk, California, you know what I'm saying, started uh, definitely all up in the scene, just partying it up. And also, uh, you know, in our heads, into different music, you know, just music heads in our own right, you know, listening to jazz and all kinds of stuff. But uh, we started, you know, getting into cumbia and, and playing all that stuff around 2006 and I uh, started picking up the accordion around that time and so um, you know I think I picked up an Andres Landero CD at a swap meet um, you know next to my hometown in Santa Fe Springs um, and so um, after that it was it was all over um, I showed it to all my homies and we were all about Andres Landero you know what I'm saying this was like 2004 you know what I'm saying and from then on I started doing some research on it Um, you know, I, I did the, you know, the academia thing, you know, trying to get my, my, my master's in Latin American studies. So I was like, okay, so I'm going to do this. Might as well do it in something I love. So, uh, you definitely love, uh, I love myself, you know, my mom's from Cartagena, Colombia, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, that's, that part of myself is something that I really treasure. Let me ask you something. How, how much does your family from Cartagena know about somebody like Andres Landero? They've been knowing a little bit, man. I mean, yeah. maybe not too much. My mom sings, uh, you know, uh, Mercedes here there. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah, Mercedes. Yeah. I think it was a hit maybe at some time. Yeah, maybe La Pava Congona. Uh -huh. Not many songs, you know, how it is, uh -huh. how it went. But anyways, uh, my family didn't really know much until I started, like, just playing some of the tracks that, you know, rolling over there and playing on the accordion and, and yeah. getting cats from the neighborhood to play some, some gaitas, you know having family parties playing gaitas because uh -huh. i'm know. always so amazed about this i mean uh, andres landero is such a huge superstar in mexico for example in salvador yeah and uh in colombia barely nobody knew him i mean uh, outside of the sabanero region where 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 he's from uh and it's interesting like when i when i would go look up look for records of his in, in bogota they would tell me go look for them in monterrey that's where that's where they are you know yeah yeah i mean i think um essentially it's because You know, just like there's uh, East and West hip hop here in, in the States, um, you know, musical battles, you know what I'm saying? It's just the same thing, you know, just, you know, the underdog didn't necessarily, Andres Landero is the underdog and his music didn't necessarily pierce through the national or even the regional scene, you know, they'll be playing Zabaleta, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. some, some Vallenato in, in San Jacinto, I was in San Jacinto in 2010 and, uh, you know, I was just rolling around singing Landero songs with some Argentinians who were trying to learn Gaita. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. And, you know, hey, I, I got some of the roots, folks. I even, like, I think I was kicking it with some some Gaitero from, he was in his 80s, and he was, like, he was vibing with me, you uh -huh. know, and with us, and it was it was a dope scene, man. It was beautiful. Um, I think it was, like, during some, like, a Saints Day or something like that. Mm -hmm. But anyways. Uh, but even back then, right, like, I mean, I think a lot of people thought of him as the best Vallenatero they was, but, for example, the, the Festival de la Leyenda Vallenata, 
uh, I guess there's a legendary story of him participating and everybody knew that he was the best one but he somehow wasn't allowed to win because he wasn't from Valladolid. He wasn't from, from Valladolid. Essentially, he's uh, he's from San Jacinto, which is from a different region, from Bolivar. So, um, you know, there was a big political project, Vallenato, like, uh, I guess the... T the you know the the name of that is is associated with with a political project which was the uh, establishment of the state itself mm -hmm. uh which with uh with uh what's his name um i can't think of his name the name of the senator uh, the guy who took power the mayor what's the name i don't know <sighs> we'll get back to you on that one <laughs> <laughs> we're recording right now but we're getting drunk and that's right talking about <laughs> theses and shit <laughs> Maybe we should just let Landero sing. What do you think? <laughs> but anyways, essentially, Landero was the underdog. And then, and so there was just other artists from Valledupar who, who, you know, certain po politicians favored. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, these are the people that won. So it was yeah. just like a lot of money involved. And within that, that you know, musical battle, which was, which was also like a regional battle, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, San Jacinto from... You know, Landero from San Jacinto. Then you have, you know, other cats from Valledupar. Cats from Valledupar ended up winning because they had the money behind them. And, you know, anyways, like music. Basically, Landero was definitely rooted within, you know, his town. And which was very proud of their agricultural roots as campesinos, you know. Mm -hmm. And so all of his music champions that, you know. And, and basically my work on Landero, you know, just looks at his, his word, you know, just... I just listen to his music and try to like break down his lyrics and his lyrics always deal with the pueblo they deal with they deal with uh like the afro indigenous like roots of their of their people if somebody wants to read your thesis on andres landero can they find it somewhere yeah just email me at bardo q martinez at gmail.com <laughs> and i'll send it to you right uh, on. through mediafire right on. <laughs> so let's play a song how what do you got lined up uh, I got the song called Canto Negro, the yeah, by Landero. Ahí te va. <laughs>
Cuando quemaban la esperma, que el mayor lo conquistó. Cuando quemaban la esperma.
that was uh, Onda Tropica, eh, homenaje a Andrés Landero. Man, Onda Tropica is just uh, this uh, incredible uh, new project uh, led by Will Holland, Quantic, and uh, Mario Galeano. And uh, they've just assembled this incredible all-star team of Colombian musicians. Bardo, you actually opened up for them, huh, in LA? Yeah, we did. We played at 7.30, bright and early. But, uh, you know, it was a shiny moment. We had a good time. Um, you know, me and Frenchie were there. Uh, Frenchie's right here. Man, that was that was such a dope show, man. You guys were like, uh, they had you guys so early in the set. It was kind of like a like a, a, a letdown in the sense that like you didn't get the best crowd there for you. But you guys by far took that show. I mean, I, I wanted more like Vallenato vibe from Onda Tropica, and I got a lot more salsa, which yeah, you know what I mean. Like that was an interesting curve. Yeah, but I think. Uh, the highlight of the night and as we were talking earlier the the essence of, of all the people were there was was really shined afterwards you know what i'm saying man it was a uh, it was it was uh two members from a band called quita penas uh-huh. who played tropical music in the inland empire and my friend Teresa sanchez with a wacharaca in the front in front of the mayan in downtown la and security was like yo you can't be playing music. You can go to the parking lot. You can go anywhere. You just can't be in front of this spot. So I saw it. I was like, I saw them go over to the parking lot. And I saw like everybody exiting that show, like just flow into this parking lot. And it was the craziest like endurance performance piece. It turned from like three heads just playing like a cumbia rhythm to like a member of, like Edgar from Buyepongo. Um, to like you coming out to like the flute player from Onda Tropica. Pedro Ramaya, the elder right there. You know, I was eating like at a, we were across the street eating, me and my girl. And me and Laura just rode back up and then it was just cracking. I just remember just getting, you know, just getting an accordion. Somebody handed me an accordion and, you know, just, just Quantic, you know, busting some tracks. I played a track. It was just all the homies just busting. And I just remember, like, Pedro Ramaya, just, you know, he started playing Mi Flauta, you know. And we tried to cover that early on in our set, in the Chicano Batman set, um, as a, as a uh, you know, in respect to him. And we started, you know, we were doing that for weeks, right? So you can imagine us playing and trying to get that together. And then here I am, you know, with Pedro, Pedro playing that on his flute, and we singing that together. Mi Flauta, Mi Flauta, Mi Flauta que da la vida. Mi flauta, mi flauta, mi flauta que da la vida. And it was just sick. It was just like people were just dancing. And everybody was fading. You know, it was summertime. Who knows getting passed around. It was sick, heavy. And, and, and man, I just want to say that like that was one of the nights that was like an L.A. night. Like it's not any old city that you're going to go into the parking lot. And members of the various bands who perform are just including this, this uh, the, the, the flute player you're talking about. And, like, I just remember leaving at, like, 4 a.m. from that parking lot thinking, like, this so is LA the city that, this is the city I live in. This is the city that I love. And this is why I stay here because the show in the parking lot was better than the show on the stage. And that was partly you. How did how did Ramaya hold up? I mean, he's, like, in his 90s, right? Yeah, he's up there. You know what? He he was getting down, and he actually joined us the day after at the homie Georgia spot in, uh, in Highland Park. That's and, right. You know, we was chilling. You know, we had a bunch of cats come through, and it was amazing. We had the elders come through, Quantic, Mario, and we had an epic jam session right there. So, And he was just getting down along with us, you know, just like taking a few shots and, you know, eating some good grub. So much love to, to George and all the homies from Chicano Batman from, uh, you know, representing and holding it down. 
Yeah, and, and uh, also a big shout out to all these incredible musicians uh, that are featuring on the Tropica. Maybe we can say some of who they are. I mean, Fru Fruco is part of this record. Aníbal Velázquez, who was just uh, singing his tribute to Landero right there. Ooh. Uh, Nidia Gongora, we'll be talking about her later. Beautiful, beautiful singer. Um, who else is in it? Michi Sarmiento, Alfredito Linares. I mean, it's just such an all-star, all-star group. Uh, I actually wanted to talk a little bit about Marquitos Micolta, who is also part of that group, and he's, he's representing the other coast, the Pacific coast of Colombia. A little man with a big-ass voice. Uh, I think we should, uh, we should just hear him right now.
so much flavor. I mean, I mean, I'm not really up, you know, uh, on all the Colombian scene like you guys are. I mean, you guys like have all this knowledge, and but but I can just feel like the the heat, the and the and the warmth of the of that recording, um, and to hear it on on vinyl, and to hear just like all these jams, man. There's so much flavor coming out of that country, and uh, I'm really interested, like like Meili, like. Um, you know, I, I'd be curious what else you guys have for us, but also like I, I want to get back to these stories from that that um, festival that y'all were at, where you said two hundred thousand people came out. What yeah, was that man. about? That I mean, it's kind of a life changing kind of festival. And, like Burning uh, Man. I I wouldn't know personally about the Burning Man experience, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, something that really struck me while we were there, and especially the first time, is that we were packed like two people per seat. So you're kind of you're kind of on top of each other, and everybody's drinking constantly. So you would imagine that you know fights would break out or people would get annoyed with each other. Lots of babies were born <laughs> nine months well, after that. Well, that's the but but that's yeah that's a whole other aspect <laughs> of it. But but the amazing thing is that everybody just the um, I guess the constitution like the vibe was so positive. Like mm. people were not getting mad you know even if you wind up with like someone sitting on you half the time it was mm. cool you know like nobody was was getting worked up about it, mm. anything and another thing we kind of noticed while we were there is that you know if somebody was kind of acting up people had this way of kind of collectively calming them down and sort of pushing them out without the person even really noticing that that was happening mm. i was like this is amazing because it's not you know what you'd expect of some sort of like massive crowded you know event where everybody's drinking all the time like yeah but anyway i, th I think we've, we've got some music that we brought over from from there and um there's three different kinds of music that are featured in the festival the festival petronio which is primarily for um musicians that are coming up right so people that have won the festival a lot or whatever they're not the ones that are going to be playing it's going to be newer musicians um but we're going to be featuring some older musicians right now. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's there's three different kind of music and, and one of them uh Federico is going to drop right now is a uh, is Kurulao, which I don't know we want to get more into what the instrumentation of that is. I mean the primary instrument is Marimba de Chonta, which is handmade from from wood. It takes a year, I think is what we were told by Jenor. Mm -hmm. A year to actually cure the wood. It has to sit out and dry for a full year before it can be made into this marimba. So yeah, you, uh, you got different ways of playing Kurulao and, and this is actually a kind of a brass band playing Kurulao. One of the, probably the classic brass band of this kind of music, Peregoyo y su Combo Bacana. And this, con this connects to Anatropica because we're actually going to be hearing Marquitos when he was a kid. He was, uh, I don't know, how, how old does he look in this photo? 20s? I don't know. Oh my um, goodness, yeah. But yeah, so... <laughs> So we're going to be playing this song from the, the album Saca Leurillo Teresa, Currulao uh, called El Mundo Al Revés.
mozas andan, los pastos comiendo reces, los siervos a la mandan, 12 años tienen los meses. track, Fede? It was... Mundo al revés. Okay. El mundo al revés, Pedegoyo y su combo bacana. Sweet, so yeah. Mi colta on the mic. <laughs> so, yeah. We, so we, you... actually, we actually had a chance to see Marquitos two weeks ago at the, at the Petronio Alvarez Festival. Yeah, we went to the, this after party where they basically brought out uh, it was like La Fania of the Musica del Pacifico. So it was You know, there's, you know, we even had the youngest, youngest to the eldest, eldest, elder, all on the stage at the same time. I was really moved by this because uh, I've, I've heard a lot of uh, a lot of this older generation sing, but a lot of them just haven't been properly recorded. You know, like if you there's there's no records of this music. It was it was kind of a very rural music. And uh, and it's really moving to see that, you know, for how much the 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 festival has gotten really big and I think that's frustrating for people because it used to be kind of a family festival and now it's gotten huge. Um, but, you know, on, on the other side, on the flip side, it's really special to see these amazing musicians being given proper treatment and uh, being rec being given proper sound systems. And uh, and we got to see, for example, Suli Murillo, one of my favorite composers of Musica del Pacifico, this uh, older woman who's got maybe... I think the recordings that we have of hers are, are maybe not... They're really low quality yeah, just because of, because recordings. we recorded on our on our phone but just to see like you know na, like la delantera de este grupo it's like Suli Murillo Marquitos Micolta Alexis Lozano Nidia eh, Gongora Nidia Gongora eh, Alexis Play the young rappers uh, the kid from Zombata uh, just everybody is sharing a stage just really really special just before we go any further can you tell us um, about what we're drinking right now <laughs> oh yeah um So because this is this is important what we drink we always have a drink in our hand every time when we do a palanga en la sala. Um, yeah, so this drink uh, we brought back all the way from Cali, Colombia, and it's uh, it's called arrechón, which I know, maybe I should let Federico explain what the arrechón delicias de mayella. Uh, it's a play on words, maybe I don't know. If you know, you know. If you don't know, <laughs> do I really have to explain? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They 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 gave it to me and they're like, 
Mijo, tome pa' que preñe. It's like a... Okay, arrechón means horny. And I guess they say this song... Well, arrechón kind of, means horny. Arrechón means the thing that will make you horny. Yeah, and I guess this is some kind of aphrodisiac trick. Now, the, the, the thing that's really cool about this, Meili was talking about how it's just like this really crazy crowded uh, crowd of people. People are drinking like crazy and everybody has bottles of arrechón, biche, tomaseca. And so when you buy a bottle from the people that are walking around selling this, they give you a stack of little tiny shot glasses, like, you know, five, six, at least little shot glasses along with the bottle. And the expectation is that every bottle that you buy, you share with everybody that's around you. You never are drinking a little shot by yourself. You're always handing it. And, you know, if you don't know the people next to you, you make friends. So why don't we pass this bottle around right now while while we're, (laughs) we can just talk about this. And uh, in the meantime, we're lining up uh, another curulao. So, oh, are we go- we're going to play another curulao or are we going to play chirimia? Well, so, uh, so we're going to be playing la, la, la chirimia la contundencia, one of the uh, chirimia orchestras from, from Chocó. Uh, so yeah, we were. I was talking a little earlier about how there's three categories. Actually, there's four categories in the festival, but the, what we just heard was called... Um, that genre music called, is called Kurulao, and this is going to be a Chirimia, which is an, another genre. I would say that after, you know, I guess my second time in the festival, this is the genre that makes people go the most crazy dancing in the crowd. So this, this one tends to elicit the most yelling and bouncing around and whatnot. And you'll see why. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, vai. 
contundencia chirimía. So this is what we were doing night, you know, day and night, day and night. Yeah, so um, a, a little story here about uh, Papi Cultor. Um, so, you know, the last day after Petronio, we had, I think we'd been up probably about 48 hours or something by then and managed to take a nap in the afternoon. And um, we were like, okay, well, today we're going to just take it easy, right? We're just going to wander around our neighborhood, just chill. And what we didn't realize was that the after party after party was happening at this tiny little, you know, little stage area in the neighborhood we were staying at. So we're walking up and we're like, what are all these people doing here? And then we hear people talking and they're like, oh, hold on. Don't go anywhere. Grupo Saboreo is coming to play. And we're like, wait, what? Because this, I mean, this is probably the, the rowdiest, loudest band of, of this kind of music. And I think that they actually couldn't publicize that this band was playing because it, it was this little park that fit probably like two or three hundred people. At, at most. At most. I mean, it was it was super crowded. It's tiny. And, uh, and yes, yeah, so we just happened to stumble into this incredible band is it's one of these bands because in the in the festival they they tend to uh, showcase the newer bands it's all about newer bands and uh so it was one of these bands that has won the festival so many times that they're kind of considered out of contest and usually i mean it's it's actually kind of rare to get to see them play mm -hmm. there so so this is amazing i mean it's 20 people up on stage Right, they're doing like an impromptu sound check. You can imagine what that might, might have been like. You've got 20 people that they have to set up in this amount of time. So yeah, so we've got a little snippet from from the live show. This is a, a track called Kilele, which is, you know, I, I think one of the things that was really fun about being there, frankly too, is that there's a lot of tracks, there's a lot of songs that everybody knows and there aren't necessarily like a definitive recording of right like we live we live here and a lot of the times the first time people consume a song maybe not you know not you guys because it's coming out of your head but for a lot of you know music consumers the first time they're going to hear something is recorded but there's so many tracks that it felt like everybody knew and everybody knew the words to and yet they weren't songs that there was like some sort of definitive recording of anywhere and i would say and i think maybe it's it's actually worth saying a little bit of the history of the festival because it, this is a festival of music of the pacific coast and the pacific coast is is a region that has been ignored historically by the by the government it's about 99 afro-colombian no infrastructure there's no roads so the way that people get to the festival is actually putting their drums on their boat and you know taking their canoe up to the festival um and uh the thing is that up and down the coast, they all sing these songs, and these songs have just been passed down generations for, uh, you know, hundreds of years. And uh, and this is one of these songs that actually I've never heard a proper recording of it. We have some recordings of it, but you just they're you not know. proper recordings. Yeah. Yeah. So. And it really just sounds like, like this, I guess. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
so yeah i mean part part of the way through this you you can hear the call and response and everybody just starting to jump up and down and cheering you can't hear mei lee dancing on stage at this point <laughs> yeah at some point in time I, I was up on stage but uh but papi kultor at some point in time you know i turn around and he's kind of out in front you know there, there's there's a there's a language of movement that goes along with this so there's just certain steps and I turn around, I see Federico and this uh, one of the marimberos that we had seen throughout the weekend, um, you know, hanging out with our our friends. And he comes up and he basically grabs Federico. He's like, let's do this. And the two of them basically start leading this entire crowd of 200 people in the dance steps. They're just going nuts. And the two of them, of course, you know, they're like a head taller than everybody else. <laughs> so... <laughs> I think I might have some footage somewhere. I'll have I'll have to share that with you guys a little later on. Sorry, people who are only hearing audio, you're gonna have to just imagine this. <laughs> How you doing over there, Arjuna? I'm just barely hanging in, but you know, th- just the the visual of uh, you guiding 200 people at this festival is uh, is waking me up a little bit. I want to <laughs> see some of those moves, Fede. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this something you've done before? Is it you just... Well, so what I was thinking is that we really need to, in one of our pelangas, we're going to have... I want to make la pelanga handkerchiefs. Just hand them out when people come in. And, you know, the two of us can actually... Because I, th- I think what happens, you know, we love in pelangas playing this music that... And, and I think that's one thing I love about our crowd is that they'll dance to anything, right? And so we can actually get up there and just, just lead it. Just the same way that he did, and people can, Everyone can follow gets along. And they'll learn, and then you know, and that'll help kind of teach people and sort of spread spread the culture and and the just the happiness. It sounds like a plan. Like that, yeah. So where where are we going next? Are we gonna keep it in Cali, or are we gonna uh, check in with our folks here, see where they've been up to uh, in their travels recently, and talk about some? Uh, I think we, we got a, a song or two. Um, that, that needs to be sung by yeah. us all, from what I'm what I'm hearing. <laughs> I want to I want to hear about this uh, this song for Nidia actually. Oh, really? Can you say something about that? Yeah, I mean, it's on my computer in GarageBand. You know, eventually, you know, uh, you know, this is Bottles of Speaking right here from Chicano Batman, and uh, you know, eventually, you know, I'm working on my own music. Like uh, everybody in our band is working on their own music, and uh, it's a good time for us right now just to you know give a quick update update on uh, Chicano Batman we're working on this PBS uh, documentary we're doing uh, you know just doing the sound score and for anybody who makes movies out there you know we're down to make the music for your film so just hit Holla. us up <laughs> again what, what's your what's your email again <laughs> you know? Martinez at gmail.com hey dog Transformers 4 dog Chicano Batman it's a perfect fit yes exactly you know Transformers you know 2, 3, 4 we'll do your music um, so anyways, uh, about Nidia, I met her that year, 2012, and, uh, it was actually at this, uh, the after party for the Onda Tropica the day after at George's, uh, spot, and, uh, she was there for a little bit, we talked a little bit. So, you know, so Nidia Gongura, yeah? You know, maybe one thing that I can say, so that, so she's one, another one of these people that has, has won the, the Petroni Alvarez Festival so many times that she's kind of declared out of contest. But now, when you go around the music, when when you go around the festival, her music is just playing everywhere. I mean, it's just it's just amazing, and she's just you know she's probably around our age, but she's a matrona. It's just amazing the 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 weight that she carries and the way that she carries that tradition. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so you were saying, Bardo. So you know, I was inspired to just kind of like write a song, and you know, I'm working on it. And who knows how it's gonna come out right now? But here it goes. 
Ella es ni... Échale una rechonazo. Eso te va a dar. Ella es Nidia, ella es linda mujer, es folclorista de la madre tierra. Ella es Nidia, con raíces. That's that freestyle. Yo, just doing it on the freestyle tip. You know, basically she's a, you know, folklorical woman. Amazing. I was inspired. Uh, maybe you hear that track a little later when I'm more sober. <laughs> That's that rechon speaking right there. Pero watch out. What's up with you, Frenchie? Oh, man, you know, uh, Las Cafeteras, we're out there um, working on a new album, our second album. Um, so, some new, playing with some new styles, playing with uh, different rhythms. They're at least right now in the lab, we're, we're stuff that wasn't on the last album. Pro probably... Um, More of a departure from the traditional Son Jarocho realm. Still with Son Jarocho uh, elements. Maybe we're going to put some remixes on the new album. Um, Straight up American folk last time I heard y'all play like? Yeah, you heard some, like, the last time you heard us, uh, Arjuna, we, we, we did some, like, Americana kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think we're just, we're rolling with this urban folk sound, you know, this kind of, like, the sounds of our city. The kinds of things you, you hear when you grow up in the city and you have roots in another place, another country, um, and what emerges from that, you know? And I think it's uh, our, our stories are going to be a little more mature, a little more comfortable with each other, and a little more uh, comfortable with this kind of place in between these borders, you know? Like, in the last in the first album, we said, you know, we don't believe in borders, we're going to cross them. And now I think we're acting like the borders are not there and embracing, like, that sound and it in a way that's just natural and fluid and i think hopefully more interesting and like you know i think every album you make as a musician you make it and then afterwards you're like damn i could have changed this i could have changed that this needed some work and you always want to keep making it better and at some point you say all right i'm gonna put it out it's just the masterpiece is you know it is what it is you know and uh you give thanks for it and move on so we're excited it'll, it'll come out probably uh like april or something next year 2015 but uh it's gonna be good it might, might even have like some electronic track yeah we're not gonna become an edm harocho group but uh <laughs> but you know EDJ. edj you know what i'm saying <laughs> electronic yeah well right now we're working on some remixes with um this group called la junta they're like a dj Uh, production collective out of the San Gabriel Valley in LA and um, they're remixing like La Bamba, Chuchumbe, Mujer Soy and uh, they're all like younger producers but making some cool cool stuff for, for folks so you know we're putting, putting a call out to like Flying Lotus, Toki Monster if you want to get in on it you know what I'm saying get the LA brain feeder sound or anybody in the world we're excited you know I think one of the things we, we operate off of is like everybody whoever's listening you come from somewhere Your parents, yourself, your great-great-great-grandmother was from a particular place that had a particular sound that she grew up listening to, that her people grew up playing. And we're taking the stuff we grew up with and remixing it with some new stuff. 
which is kind of what Chicano Batman's doing, which is kind of what Pelanga is doing. It's kind of taking all these these diasporic sounds that are traveling through our ears, through uh, websites, through record stores, through airplane trips that we take and put stuff in our bags. And we come back home, whether that's here in the Bay or in LA, and we play it for people. And um, at, at the end of the day, we hope that whatever you do is an expression of where you come from mixed with whatever you experience. What we do has to become relevant. And um, I got a cousin who's a, 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 a jazz pianist. He plays salsa and he's a house DJ, house producer. And he always says, man, he said, uh, hey, primo, primo, you got to electrify your roots, primo. So... It's on that tip. We live in 2014. It's a, it's a digital age, but yet it doesn't mean that we forget where we come from. It means we electrify it. So. Yo, Prince, can I sing you a song real fast? Bardo, come on. Let me sing you a song. You can sing me two songs. I'm just going to sing you one, though. All right, that's cool. And we'll be together like the feathers of a bird. Mm. Haven't you heard the word water? Like my daughter, that's her name. And we are the same. Like my father and my mother are in me. Oh, 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 yeah. And this is where everybody comes in here. One, two, three. And everything's right with us. So the chorus is on this beat. Here we go. Everything's right with us. Keep it there, right there. Ahí está. Huh. Everything's right with us. Oh, that's the chorus. Oh, yes, I got to hear you. Everything's right with us. Oh, I got to hear you say. Everything is right with us. Everything's right with us. Everything is right with us. Oh. From Pelanga to the bay we say. Pelanga to the bay we say. Cause everything's right with us. Arjuna and Jumi will say Everything's right with us Yeah, Maya and Laura will tell you too Everything's right with us And we're feeling deeply in this time Everything's right with us With Arrechong and all my people saying Everything's right with us Ooh <laughs> Everything's right with us Yeah, yeah. Yes. So when's that gonna come out, Bardo? I'm planning next year, my man, you know, just working on some solo stuff, you know. Awesome. My brother, uh, Eduardo Arenas, always producing, always mixing, and got uh, El Relleno Records brewing up some stuff. So, uh, feeling good and cooking. Oh, my God, that was so beautiful. This is Jacobo again. And Federico, I, I see you have something queuing up right here. What you got? We talked a lot about Nidia, but I think we should hear her. So That's right. Um, that's right. Actually, I wanted to play a track. Uh, from uh, actually, this was from the Petronio Alvarez Festival that we went to. Uh, no, actually, I think it was a little bit, a little bit earlier. It's from the Petronio 2002. She she won it with uh, Grupo Socavón de Timbiqui, mm -hmm. and uh, this is just a uh, it's become a classic. I mean, this song is only like a little, uh, or this recording is only about 10 years old, but you hear it everywhere now in uh, in this kind of music. So, this is uh, Nidia Gongora y Grupo Socavón de Timbiqui, Quítate de mi Escalera. Oh, 
right, Nidia Gongora, Grupo Socavón de Timbiqui. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful music. Um, actually, since, since then, Socavón split up into two bands, Canalón and Socavón, and now she's singing with Grupo Canalón de Timbiqui. And, and uh, I mean, I kind of feel like any music that you see coming out of Timbiqui just is just incredible. I don't know what they what they feed them in the food or in the water. It's just a really amazing place. One of the um, one of the crazy things that happened to us this time around in 2008 when we were in this the former bullfighting stadium there was this elderly gentleman next to us and i just remember his voice he just had this incredibly powerful deep voice and uh and it turned out he was from timbiki this time around you know it's the middle of the night like night two at this arujo which is this i mean we want to play what, explain what that is in a second and we hear that same voice you know it's like whatever seven years later and we turn around and it's him you know we were like wait a second I think we were next to you in the stadium <laughs> seven years ago. And then vaguely, of course, you remembered us because we stand out just a little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can say a little bit about this this Arrujo, which I, I think was the best part of the festival. Um, it, it wasn't really technically part of the festival. I, I mean, for, for, I guess, for our time at the festival. So, um, you know, we, we, we arrived to Cali and uh, we, we were at the festival and I get a phone call from Nidia. Hey, Federico, the festival is cool. But uh, you know that it's just so huge. We're, we're actually doing a, you know, w once the festival's over, come over, we're going to have an arrullo. And I, I had had the, the blessing of being to an arrullo with her in Bogota a couple years ago. Uh, so I would knew what I was in for. I don't know if you knew what you were getting yourself into, mainly. No, I, didn't. I, <laughs> I had no idea what to expect. But yeah, so basically we arrive and, and uh, actually it was, we arrived at like 12, 1 in the morning. And there were these kids that were that were gonna uh, play for us. So she has a, a escuela canalón for little kids to learn how, uh, this music. And so at one in the morning, they start by giving us, you know, we're, we're talking like six, seven, eight year old kids giving like a one in the morning gig for <laughs> for us. And then and then this the starts and so so imagine like you're thinking about a five year old playing this gigantic marima de chonta, you know. It's I mean, they're not even the same. They're like smaller than this instrument. And I don't know if, if gig is the right word. So basically, we, I mean, they have this school and it's kind of an empty lot uh, in, in a very residential neighborhood. You know, it fits probably 50 people total. Um, and the idea is that it w went on for 36 hours. So Yeah, so, so you know, basically... I don't know, do you want to describe a little bit of these dances and things? Because it starts as, as this religious celebration. Well, so the, the craziest thing is Federico picked up a really rare publication um, from this amazing little bookstore of, of old out-of-print books on Mission Street a couple of years back. And he found an account of this same tradition that we participated in from what, like 1720? No, from like the 1870s like the, or something. Okay, 1870s, but, yeah. but we're yeah. still talking like... Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, they, they describe it there and it's just like it happens today. So it starts and like the men get on one side, the women get on another side. And then there's these very precise songs that, that get sung. And then there's very, very precise dances that get danced. Uh, and then slowly it, it becomes more and more of a party. And, and everything's through implicit instruction. It's not like anybody stands up at the front and says, okay, this is how we're going to proceed. Like, no, it just happens. Yeah. You mm -hmm. observe and then you blend in. So, But yeah, then you, so we basically, you know, we were there... Live, live music, live marimba, drums and everything. We were there until about 8 in the morning. And then at, at that point, I tell Meili, you know, we got to go to the festival tomorrow. We, we should probably go get some rest. And so we go to sleep and uh, we get to bed at like 8.30. I wake up at like 10 in the morning, wired, like ready to go again, you know. And uh, at like 11, I get 
I get a message from Nidia. Hey, Federico, where'd you guys go? And she sends me a video. And they're, and they're still, still going, going. And it's like 11.30 in the morning, you know. And, <laughs> and I tell her, oh, you know, Melissa sleeps. So when I, you know, when she wakes up, I'm going to give you a call and see if you guys are still there. And she's like, don't worry, we'll, we'll be there. Okay. And, uh, you know, then we actually went the next night and they were still there. Uh, and, you know, kept music, music. All of a sudden at six in the morning, uh, they say, Rayo la Aurora. Just like the, the dawn the ray cracked. Of dawn. The ray of dawn cracked. And then that's the point where the marimba goes on the shoulder and the drums go on the shoulder. And then we start doing this procession all over the neighborhood, just playing all these religious songs and waking up the whole neighborhood with... Uh, so there's two, there's two, two people M. carrying Maria the marimba and somebody playing Jose. it while it's moving. <laughs> so the, this amazing thing is, right? You would think that the neighbors, after 36 hours of this music... No recorded music, all live music going on. You'd think the neighbors would be like, shut up. Yeah, no, right? The neighbors were sticking their heads out the windows and singing along and cheering. We were like, where are, this is amazing. Like curlers in, you know, pajamas, like singing along with them. So this basically kept going on until about, we were there until like 1 p.m. And uh, at some point, one of the matronas got upset about something and grabbed the drums and brought them inside. And that was the end of the party. But it was, it was like a, 48 hours straight of live music it was just like one of these fires that you have to keep feeding you know and uh, you know if, if a marimbero would get tired then he would go take a nap or if he got too drunk he'd go take a nap and then somebody else would take over yeah people were sleeping in chairs in the back <laughs> so we thought maybe we would give you a little taste of what that might have sounded like um again these are just really rough little snippets from our phone but but anyway here we go this is uh this is a song called rio timiki a lot of these songs are about the the river and about sailing, and this is a song basically asking them, asking the river not to drown them as they try to get home.
collective right here it might look like i'm sleeping on the couch over here but i'm just soaking it all up you know thanks for cruising through blessing us with your family friends you always good to see you i gotta say we gotta give a big up to arjuna for being here this man came straight from the er to participate he really he really did not want to miss this he's probably on some kind of uh, painkillers He's got stitches on his chin. Just real quick, though. I don't know. When I rolled up in the car, I saw this guy with the most amazing fade. It's all edged up. I was like, I, I couldn't believe that he actually was injured in any way. <laughs> I didn't know where you go get that fade, man. To Moeller Barber College. Uh, MacArthur and Telegraph. Get your $7 haircut. Oh. I'm going to make an appointment right now, I swear. I mean, they're going to do a better job than me. Yo, man, it's always good to kick it with you, Arjuna, with the Pelanga crew. This is uh, Daniel French signing off, sending love to whoever hears this, whoever you are, wherever you be. Be free and be Timbiki. Yo, Colombia, man, y'all got so many... Colombia is like the it's like the fertile crescent of music, you know. It's like there's so many layers there, and I can't wait to get to this festival, uh, Meili and, and Fede that you've been talking about. Like I gotta go next year. What what, uh, what month is it? When does it happen? So it happened two weeks ago, so it's it's kind of in the middle of August. And actually, I want to say something that uh, Jaynor, this marimbera from Guap, from Guapi, told us that I found so moving. Which is that, you know, like, this music is becoming popular, like, this band from Timbiqui won the Festival de Viña del Mar de Sudamérica. But, and, and he's playing in some fusion band, and he's, you know, he's, he's very successful, but, he, but he, kept, he kept telling us, you know, it's, it's fine to play this music afuera, like, it's, it, you can play this music outside, but really, this music exists inside. 
and uh, and if you want to know about this music, you gotta come inside. And uh, you know, we can we can do fusion, we can do other stuff, but if you really really want to know what this is about, you gotta come inside. That's where this music is. Paentro. Paentro. So when are we gonna go, man? <laughs> Next year. Next year. Like we we keep trying to get these guys to come along, man. Maybe next year, yeah, we can do this. I mean, I think it it is a good thing to set the context of how it's played. So yeah. But yeah, I, I I gotta I gotta give a big thank you, a big thank you. Un abrazo muy grande a Jane or a Nidia, a Karen, a toda la gente que nos que nos hizo una experiencia espectacular este festival, a Esteban Copete. Mil y mil gracias. Sí sí sí, a Zuli Murillo, Marquitos. Uh, so I mean, we're just so blessed. It's always such a such a uh, breath of fresh air to to go home and really recharge. And I mean, mm -hmm. it's uh, I gotta say, every time we go over there, it's really hard to come back. And but you know, it's it's really special to have uh, their music with us. Uh, and uh, and also, I mean, it's really special to to be able to share uh, a bottle of arrechón and some beers and uh, and, uh, <laughs> and stories with y'all. I mean, it's it's uh, got some crazy talented musicians here and and. Uh, always always really excited to see what what you guys are doing so it's it's really a blessing we should say we're doing a we're doing a, an event with chicano batman in in november yeah and i'm forgetting the date do you remember no <laughs> <laughs> november at the new parish in oakland november 16th yeah so keep an eye out we're gonna we're gonna have a, a big benefit uh we got the brothers from chicano batman the pelanga somebody else playing i forget uh, i'm not sure Anyway, we'll we'll, right, we'll, uh, well we'll keep you posted on details. So so look keep on the lookout for, for that. Look and, out for it. and Bardo, Daniel, thank you thank you so much for for blessing for us with your with presence. Yeah. And with that, my people, good night. Until next time, keep the music playing, and we will see you there.